0: Hello and welcome to 361, a weekly podcast about mobile tech and everything around it. My name is Ben Smith.
1: I'm Ewan McLeod. And I'm Rafe Blanford.
0: This
2: is Season 11, Episode 3, and this week we're talking about video. How we watch it, stream it, and download it
1: to our devices. And how new platforms and apps will change this in the future.
0: Hi right, chaps, good to see you. Woo-hoo. Indeed, indeed. Oh right, wake what? up. What? As I, right, you Mcleod was fiddling with his iPad there.
1: No, I'm still I'm still listening though. Ah, sick. So that's yeah. it's, it's all relevant. It's all relevant.
0: Fair enough, it's a mobile tech. Come on, Rafe Blanford, how the devil are you?
1: I'm feeling slightly yeah. under the weather, but I'm really looking forward to recording this podcast. It's one of the highlights of my week. Rafe Blanford, you know as a
0: British person, the only acceptable answer to "How are you?" is "I'm fine." How are you?
1: I'm fine. How are you, Ben? So you've
0: broken
2: the code. I'm good, thank you. How are Excellent. you? Isn't you, that McLeod? the American thing? Hi, how are you? But I don't care. You
0: know, Let's have a
1: nice day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My favourite game in America is that customer service workers in America, when you say thank you, they're programmed to say you're welcome. But British people have to say thank you about 15 times during thank the you. transaction. So there's just this constant flow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're no, welcome. Thank you. Thank you're you're you.
2: you. Yeah. Thank you that you completed my transaction. Thank you for the receipt. Thank you for, yeah. Thank you again. During a normal transaction, I, I, I was
0: watching myself. I said, thank you as I handed them my credit card. Thank you as I got the receipt. Thank you. Did sorry at any point as well? I probably I saw this great quote once that says, if you walk into an Englishman, he will say sorry to point out how rude you are. <laughs> how are you, Ben? I'm good. Thank you very much for asking. Mm. Yeah, so uh, any news? Silence. Well, I've, I've got news about the challenge. We'll, we'll come to that. Yeah, exactly. We'll come to yeah. that. But any, any other news?
1: No. Oh, okay. No other no news. <laughs> Excellent.
0: <laughs> well, it's good that we prepared this section of the show. Okay, so, Ralph Blanford, what are we talking about this week?
1: We're talking about video this week, Ben.
0: That's good stuff. And uh, in what respect are we talking about video?
1: We want to talk about the kind of the rise of streaming video, but kind of dig into it a bit and seeing the way that that's changing things. And actually, like, as we like to do on this podcast, do a bit of future gazing and try mm. and make some predictions. And I think some of this will be very personal about sharing our experiences. But it feels like there's been such a rapid change. And we've talked about this topic before. So we thought we'd revisit it and try and see, you know, has this become something that's a bit more mass market? And has it, you know, been our, met our expectations?
0: We can't start a video podcast without First of all, noting that there's no video
1: on this podcast.
2: No, uh, we it's can't start a podcast about videos without talking about what we use. So, yes. in the cloud, okay, go right. So, I'm I'm heavy on Amazon at the minute. Ever since I'm the, uh,
0: I'm heavy on pizza, but that's just
2: a <laughs> that's <laughs> a pre-recording. Snack. That was good. Yeah. Uh, I had a salad in case everyone's listening. Did you yeah. did I exactly. noticed it yeah. Yeah. with um, salad yeah. and pepperoni. That's yeah. right. That's right. And garlic sauce, very nice. So, with Amazon, ever since they launched their Amazon Prime, ever since they launched the facility for you to download any of the Prime content uh, onto your mobile phone or a mobile device. That has changed it for me. So I used to be quite a big Netflix user, but now I'm prioritizing Amazon simply because you can download and therefore watch on the plane, the train, or any time where you may have a, a poor connection. So, But in general, though, so,
0: uh, setting aside the fact that we're talking about mobile mm. video a bit because it's 361, what's the majority of video that you watch? Is it live broadcast, so me, TV? Yeah, is it, um, it um, streams? It's only,
2: only strictly come dancing. Because the wife likes it and I, it gives me an opportunity to have a lot of wine. <laughs> you need. I, I would need another bottle lo- of wine. I would need <laughs> another, <laughs> another bottle of wine to get yeah, through that.
1: Uh, go Peter Andre. Oh,
2: God, I, I'm just, just saying my wife lo- loves it. All so the
1: hassle you give me and he's just admitted to something like that and we haven't mocked him mercilessly. I'm just, I, to be honest, I need a run-up at this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some more stuff in about the Blanford Estate yeah. shortly. I think it's interesting to look at how my household and me in particular, how we've changed over five years. So we hardly ever watch anything live. I don't think we watch anything live now at all. Uh, except it's all for, time shifted. Except for Strictly. We don't even watch that live. Right. So We time shifted because the children are going to bed and we're making a meal or whatever. Okay, so you're watching, what, BBC iPlayer? We're using the Skybox at the moment, but yeah, we just use anything. Okay, so year. you
0: do you do you your time-shifting live TV with the DVR, and yes. you're watching Netflix and Amazon
2: through that? That's the apps. what I'm thinking. And I also have a no TV subscription as well. Okay, and that... Because we've got a Sky subscription, but I refuse to commit to giving them crazy amounts of money. Instead, I have the ability to easily switch off.
0: And right. for anyone not in the UK, then and Now TV subscription, it's a Netflix kind of clone. But yeah, it it's, hooks it's into the, the broadcaster Sky. Right, subject. so our
2: big satellite provider here is, is Sky, and they have a lot of the good TV, good big brand name shows. Equivalent so, to
1: one of the big cable, right, uh, it's companies effectively in the a States. cable
2: but satellite provider, and they launched recently, probably about a year ago, something called Now TV, which gives you the ability to access their content via a mobile device or a little small mini set top box. Kind of it's, like it's a cut down of version you of
1: Sky. You don't need a satellite connection. It's all done via a data connection. Yeah. And it has, a, I think, a reduced service offering. But for a lot of people, it seems to be insufficient. And they've actually grown from sort of nowhere to about 3% of the UK households in basically the last 18 months. Yeah. Good facts there from Rife Blanford.
2: Rife Blanford, what about your house? Now,
1: your mm.
0: house
2: is still quite new. Are we so, talking about the London pad? Oh, yes. As opposed to the... Yes, obviously. So as, obviously as, did I need as, to ask?
1: As people know, I recently moved flat, and I had been a Sky subscriber. Now you call it a flat, but let's not. Yes, and when I moved in, I noticed that there was a, a satellite feed, but there was only a single one, and so a lot of the utility I'd got from Sky was being able to record more than one thing at once and do like you in time shifting. And so I actually decided to cancel it, and I switched to Now TV exclusively, oh. and then was using iPlayer with the box sort of or an- or with, with, uh, with a box, I went out and spent £25 to get a box and it came with three months worth of subscription. I was also using Amazon, but it was more accidentally because I actually got Prime for the delivery for Amazon. Since you've got it, you might not well it. Since I've got it, I use it and I use that through my Sony smart TV and use the Amazon app and it, and it works fine. There's a lot of content that I enjoy watching on there. But Sky then rang me up and said, we'd really love it for you to come back. And I had been paying
0: sort of brand ambassador kind of role about
1: mm. 40 pounds on a Sky screen, and that included some broadband as well. So I was on one of their lower packages. Mm. I said, I don't need broadband. I've got that sorted out, thank you. They're, all right, we'll give it to you for free for six months, and that thereafter you yes, did you? you'll then pay uh, 12 pounds a month, and you can have the same subscription service that you had, and it was cheaper than I was paying for Now TV. So I said, yes, I already had the equipment. It's it turned out to be a pretty annoying decision. They got you. They got you. But they Come got. On. They got me back. But uh, free for six months. And it is, and I will cancel it. Will you be able to cancel it? Yes, because I'm on the month-to-month rolling contract, okay, so that's fine. fine. All right, all right. And you know, it just worked better better for me because actually having that play shifting on a PVR was the most important thing because sometimes the on-demand stuff isn't available for long enough, and I have stuff on there that's been there a while. But actually, I'll probably shift away from Sky because they haven't been able to provide the on-demand service. There's just something broken on the broadband connection or the box. And spent an hour or two on the phone line trying to get it fixed. just wasn't able to. So it kind of reminded me that actually it's the customer service and the experience that Mm -hmm. matters and quite how it happens and who it comes from. I don't really care about. It doesn't
2: really matter, does it?
1: How about you, Ben? So, what are you, what are you using?
0: Short story in our house. So, we've got a smart TV in our living room, and uh, that's got um, BBC. a iP- Samsung. It is a Samsung, and it's got actually. I bought Samsung because in the UK it has apps for all of the domestic broadcasters, and I think Samsung is one of the few that has complete coverage of all of the providers. Unfortunately, those apps are abysmal.
2: They are they absolutely what horrendous. It's a TV. That's, that's abysmal. It's the system that runs the TV, Well, right? it, it probably the apps is. Are doing the best.
0: Well, the, the app, the poor?
2: It, it's funny, actually, that
0: you can... So we watch a lot of BBC iPlayer, and something that will stream happily on a laptop or a tablet just buffers and breaks on a yeah. smart TV on the same connection. So something somewhere is broken, but, yeah. you know, kind of the TV is the common theme there. So I was very disappointed about that. And actually, because New Baby we spend a lot of time in the kitchen. We eat our meals in the kitchen and we don't have a TV in there now. You know, We bought, we bought a new sofa. I'm not allowed to have dinner in the living room anymore. You Ugh. can't bring it in on a tray and watch the television. Actually, what we're doing now is with a, either a tablet or a laptop just plunked on a table somewhere, we're watching streaming TV. And, and we're pretty Strictly? much... No, no. Okay. I don't want Strictly Come Dancing because I, I have taste. Right. Um, but we're just watching iPlayer. And, and basically, because we're only watching an hour of TV a day... During a meal or after a meal, normally, the BBC service is good enough. I mean, there's no adverts and all that kind of Mm. stuff. So, well, actually, I'm perfectly willing to just watch whatever comes out of their catalogue, and I don't feel constrained. Real time. Well, I I, I might watch some stuff that's been broadcast in the previous month, but I don't think if I've got an hour to fill. There's enough good stuff there that mm. I can fill my hour. I don't sort of hanker for, oh, I wish I had, you know, kind of all the, the the other shows, as it were, because at the moment we wouldn't have time to watch them.
2: Can I ask a question that I think the listeners will be burning, burning to know, and that is Blanford and Smith. What are your top three shows that you watch regularly? Uh hmm. that's a, uh, okay. While well, you're thinking, what, what I I'll just okay, say, okay, would you what, like to tell us um, your top three shows? You uh, what, this is purely just what I've been downloading on Amazon Prime. And I've been watching the The Last Viking or the Last, what's that Viking one? The Last Kingdom, Last Kingdom on iPlayer, right? Um, that's from the Burn and Cornwall series, it's pretty good, yeah. Uh, it's the Game of Thrones equivalent for BBC, right? I've been watching the Mr. Robot on now Amazon.
0: I, I did watch that, so my caveat to what I said is before I get on a plane. I go onto Amazon mm. and download something that will pass the journey away. Yes. And, and so I, I like Rafe, I've got free I've got Prime because I have a Prime subscriber and I use that. But I, I literally the only time I bother to go and download mm. a bunch of stuff is when I know I'm gonna have loads of T V viewing time. Like like a flight.
2: Right. Then the other thing I've been Redox, I think it was. Because I've been getting way into Amazon because you can just download the stuff. I'm doing so much travel, it's Brilliant. I've been doing all of their own commissioned content, which is great. I watch Mr.
0: Robot, but apart from that, I wouldn't have regular shows. We just stick on whatever is, you know, so popular BBC shows like, um, you know, Have I Got News For You? And Mm -hmm. those kind of popular kind of news or satire. To be honest, we normally stick the, the live TV on. And actually, Ray, if you were saying about time shifting, the BBC iPlayer now includes live TV and you can time shift for many many hours previously far more than you would with a DVR practically and so actually I wouldn't even feel bothered to get a DVR now because I can do that with all right not with all the channels but with enough that's good enough
1: it's interesting you say that because certainly I found that on the BBC channels I very rarely record things now because iPlayer also has the ability to let you start watching a program while it's still going on which is a relatively recent change but that's great for something like have I got news for you I do like The Last Kingdom as well, so I have to agree with you uh, yeah, and on that man, one. Good man, good uh, man. I suppose the sort of the guilty pleasure oh. is something like. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me do it. a minute. Antics Roadshow. It, it's <laughs> no? actually it's no? worse. It's really? worse.
2: Oh, yeah. oh wait a minute. Is it is the thing about how much is the thing in your closet thing?
1: No, it's it's Supergirl. oh. So. Supergirl. So, What's that? That's uh, a new one, right? It's a new uh, kind of Marvel, or uh, whoever, one of the DC comics, I guess, if it's somebody, Supergirl.
0: Somebody somewhere listening to the podcast is angry that you might have got that wrong. Yes, I don't uh,
1: know. I'm yeah. sure I have. And the other one is another bit of Amazon content The Man in the High Castle.
0: Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched that yet. Uh, fascinating as this is, I. Not sure Not that relevant. it is. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I'm thinking that we've got our favourite services and we use them for a variety of reasons. And it's it's interesting that we are all quite keen early adopters of tech and we've all mostly cut the wire, except for you, Ewan, and even your time-shifting stuff. So presumably if you could time-shift on your telly conveniently over a streamed service,
2: yeah, you, you that, would. That's It's just because we've got the the skybox there, it's getting rather old. Yeah. It's um, just um, just a legacy just, thing. Yeah, it's, it's just pure legacy. But I was just interested, what
0: is it that would drive other people to... Call cutting and streaming, and we were talking uh, about the new Star Trek series um, before we started recording this. And uh, I'm not a massive Star Trek fan. I mean, I you're tricky. I, I don't really like, like the Daleks and R two D two. So mm, you've <laughs>
2: just made tried quite a, a few mistakes. Think there. I, I think yeah.
1: I was annoying people. Just to- <laughs> this is an interesting one because this is CBS in the states. They're it saying is. 2017, a new Star Trek series. The first couple of episodes they're going to do on broadcast TV, but thereafter it's going to be available first on CBS. S All Access, which is their new streaming service. Now, this isn't unique, but it's kind of high profile compared to the experiments that have been run with E4 around things like Skins and BBC have done it, I think, with uh, car share, And there's been, you know, some of that content and also we've got BBC3 um, and some of the other channels Mm. talking about going iPlayer only. But that's a really high profile one, which... There's a lot of Trekkies out there. Much like HBO going, we're going to release things first through... HBO yep. Go, I think that could well drive people's uh, behavior to change, because what it brings back to me is, actually, it's not really about what you're using to aggregate or watch your content on. It's still really about the content more than anything else.
0: Well, that's interesting, because the first, apart from the well, new Star Trek uh, series coming out, one of the first bits of feedback I saw online on the social medias was people saying, oh, God, it's going to be on CBS All Access, which is awful and pre-rolls a load of ads yeah. and is horrendous and is terrible service and is very unreliable. And I'm wondering, it's all very well forcing people to use your streaming service and using premium content or very desirable content as a way to drive that. But who's actually going to put up with the friction of a really terrible service that tries to monetize itself in a clumsy way? Because you know the reason I like the iPlayer is... It's, it's fast fr- it's, it's free thought, it's, it's fast it, it, it works well and it, there's no advertising and
1: I, and I think that's why people like netflix and the sort of equivalents as well and you know hbo has kind of the almost ad free options now which have been fairly widely adopted but at the same time a lot of these broadcasters are trying to shift into this model and some have been more successful than others in trying to do that and i rather admire what channel four here in the uk has done by trying to think a little bit differently about the way those services are consumed. And actually, it's that changing consumption that is probably something that's a more profound impact.
0: Talking of free and high quality, it's uh, time to remind you that you can support this show by going oh, to 361podcast.com, yes. where you'll find links of uh, ways that you can become a sponsor of the show.
1: Don't do it. No, this well, is don't, really, really don't,
0: important. Don't. Terrible
1: terrible value for money. It's, it's no. really important. No, this one. don't do it. Please. Right, the Bl- reason Blamford, you, please.
2: Why Blamford is protesting. Oh, yeah. I've just put two and two together and no, made a mess. Just don't do it. <laughs> 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 right. So what we're doing here, listen, is, uh, so as Ben says, there is an opportunity for you to contribute the word and sponsor are we calling it sponsor we're looking for patrons is the term I think I think that's right yeah yeah
0: and, and you can choose how much you'd like to pay an episode and it's you can start and stop at any time and you could start from one dollar an episode so hopefully 10 bucks for a season doesn't feel too much that's about six pounds of your english money but of course Rafe blanford is getting twitchy because there's a special reward that when we reach 100 us dollars per episode yes uh, 100 us pesos as they are at the moment <laughs> then uh, worth it. we're going to unlock a special episode where we're going to get Rafe Blanford well,
2: massaged live on the show. Right. Ralph. So there's a service called Urban Massage here in London. And from your mobile app, you can request um, a sewer. Is that right, masseuse, masseur, to come to your place of work your home, your hotel and they, they, you can actually choose the types of massage and so on and you can pay it all via mobile it's really smart, really efficient so give us uh, a dollar and someone will come and rub Rafe Blanford during a recording well basically what I've been doing is working out how that would work all through last season, I was saying. Just to point on. out,
1: I haven't actually agreed to this yet. What? Well, your,
2: your consent is very, very much secondary consent. Basically, if if the listeners actually so you didn't have to put up with this stuff from what the you're going to what you're going to hear is Rafe Blanford having a massage live during the recording of the episode.
1: Um, other things might be swapped in. And,
2: and we will also try and find some other interesting, unusual or unexpected things that you
0: can buy by mobile as well. Indeed. So get to 361podcast.com if you would like to. We've enjoyed putting together... New feature guinea pig Blanford. Exactly. We've enjoyed putting together 11 seasons and now we're asking we to do some of our more ambitious stuff. We're asking for a bit of support from the listeners. Yes, Of course, the show will stay free regardless. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Okay so back to the topic at hand we should talk about how you watch the tv it's some or watch video it's somewhat implied in you know the conversations we've had that this is mostly you know smart TVs or f- phones and things it's all apps but neither of you mentioned much actual mobile viewing you and you said you watch loads on the go so yeah, it's tab-
2: oh, no, no it's not tablet it's my iPhone 6s uh, so plus S, uh, whatever you call it. Yeah, Having a branding fail. Plus there. S, 6S <laughs> yeah. plus. 6S plus. 6S plus. plus. Come on, stay on message. <laughs> they really haven't thought about that, have they? I, I, I think actually it's you that hasn't <laughs> thought about it. Well, I'm, I'm the consumer. Uh, because it's such a big screen now, I would normally have put it on my, my iPad. He says pointing to it. It's just, it doesn't work well on my audio mm, podcast. No, yes. But my no. favorite one is this one. <laughs> oh, lovely. Thank you very much. <laughs> the only thing I watch on television is Mr. Tumble. Um, Mr. Tumble. Oh, so you're, you That's got, a
0: child. No, that's a. I know yeah, for a fact so
2: that's a few Mr. Tumble. Yeah, I watched that with the boys and, right. and that, that kind of Octonauts.
1: Oh, da, da,
2: da, 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 da. That and um, the dance off thing. And then strictly. Right. With my wife. Fair enough. And um, wine. Lots of wine. So I have a Chromecast,
0: which I used to use in a telly to do streaming from a, a mobile app when I didn't have a smart TV. But now I've got a smart TV. Well, to be honest, I it might still go, work. Oh, yeah, it doesn't work. I might go back to the Chromecast, but it just mm. feels an inelegant solution. But I'm nine tenths of the way to saying actually, I might just go and buy either a, a, a Fire TV or I've a, got one that is amazing, or a or, or get another bunch of yeah. Chromecasts, or get an Apple TV and just basically replace all of that round the house. Yeah, so don't,
2: don't everyone use a television? It's a smart TV. It's a yeah. Sony smart TV, which is rubbish. Yeah, as we just yeah, discussed, yeah. The smart TVs are rubbish. I just I only use it for the picture. Yeah,
0: the big screen. Mm. And actually, on the go, I very, very rarely watch TV on the go now because so few of my journeys are ones that are conducive to watching mm. entertainment. I listen mm. to podcasts because they're fast. Oh, very impressive. I actually do. But when we travel... I used to get on a plane and think, oh, I'll watch the latest movie, you know, mm-hmm. that'd be good. But it's such a poor experience now on a tiny little screen and being interrupted all the time and the headphones don't work and this kind of stuff. I now load my iPad up. But it's very telling that actually I had to delete Microsoft Office from my iPad to free up a gig and a half of space to download. Yeah,
2: see, that is a bit of an issue. I should have got an iPad with more storage space on wow. it. Wow. Or an Android device with a little removable thingy. No, don't be silly. Indeed. Rafe, do you watch any really mobile stuff?
1: Yes, I am using some mobile consumption, but it tends to be in the scenarios where I don't want to be in front of the TV, so like you around the dinner table, or occasionally when traveling, but actually it tends to be other types of content consumption, reading an e-book because it's more conducive to that interrupt behavior. Where it does make sense to me and where I am using it is for using mobile as a control mechanism, either for something like Chromecast for throwing content up quickly, but then still watching it on the big screen, and that's with various apps, or using Miracast for something similar. Uh, also as kind of a control mechanism it's not using it as a remote control but some of the companion apps that come with uh, the sky service for example actually make it very easy to do remote recording or see what's coming up and that kind of thing i would kind of like it to be a bit more mediated around mobile and it'd be great if i could sort of shift content around the place but that's not really something that's very easy to do right now it's you know as you were sort of said, you have to make a decision about downloading or doing something ahead of time. There's a lack of flexibility in which I find quite irritating mm. when I'm using multiple devices in my life. It is still all really based around that TV big screen.
0: I haven't bothered to get a Netflix subscription even though it would fit perfectly with my way of viewing stuff which is all time shifted or it's all streamed well, and it's is, all on a oh, device.
2: Oh, only streaming, that's precisely, the problem. Precisely. Precisely. do it at
0: home. Yeah, so at home that would be no problem. You
2: can't do it in a hotel because most hotels Terrible no, I Wi-Fi. Mean, the, the Wi-Fi is just ridiculous. And I've got
0: unlimited 4G on the tariff I've mm, got, so I right. could. But I also, when I travel, as I do sometimes mm. for work, I've also been in hotels with horrible reception mm-hmm. and whatever. And so unless video is available to download, for me, I'm not going to pay money for it. Mm. I mean, it's sort of telling that, the okay, the BBC service isn't free because in the UK you pay for it well, through it. the TV licence fee and... You know, that, that's a subject for a, another time because, you know, some people feel that's not appropriate. But it does happen and it is paid for. But even that service, and the fraction of money it gets from the license fee, offers a download yes. s- service. Yes. And I'm, I'm sort of baffled why Netflix doesn't because actually Amazon have clocked that. It's you, you really valuable. Yeah. And it's really, it's really important. It's, it's hard to do. So, for example, when I I downloaded the whole season of Mr. Robot before Mm. flying to the States, we talked about episode one, and um, the app kept closing and things, you know, because, of course, you know, if you're going to download a lot of video, it's going to take more than 15 minutes, the screen's going to go off, the app's going to stop running in the background, these sorts of things. But even then, I was pretty much prepared to go through the annoyance of repeatedly downloading it or repeatedly resuming the downloads. I was surprised how much pain I was willing to go through to get Mm. a season
1: of TV, but I knew it was going to keep me entertained for two flights. Netflix have said that they don't think there is the consumer demand in the mass market for it.
0: It makes me think that I am very... Far from reality, and there's a slim chance at that, or they just haven't asked the right questions.
2: Or, oh, but then are they looking at all the Americans that, that are either in an office with amazing Wi Fi or at home with amazing Wi Fi?
0: But even in the US, and I'm, I'm an occasional traveler there. You don't get ubiquitous good high-speed three and four G data. Yeah. You suffer the same issues in hotels and things as you do here. In fact, yeah. you know, obnoxious pay-for Wi-Fi is more prevalent, I'd say, in the US than many yeah, other places. Pay-for
2: nonsense are. as well. It doesn't
0: even work for exactly. It. exactly.
1: And it, it's interesting. I mean, I think actually the reality is it may be as much around content rights that they don't have the right to offer downloads. And it's no spot on Amazon. It's mainly their originals and some of the other exclusive licensing that you get that download for. But to be fair to Netflix, they've got 50% of US households, about between 15 and 20% here in the UK. That number blew me away. 50% of American
0: households,
1: yeah. Yeah, which is pretty amazing when you think about those numbers. So in that sense, they're not wrong. And Netflix is famous for using big data to improve recommendations. So I'm sure they've looked at it and considered the cost implications. And I suspect that, relatively speaking, we're an unusual in wanting to have that ability to download and travel. And for those people, those services do still exist in that you can buy it outright and you can do that on Sky. You can do that through iTunes or whatever it happens to be. And, you know for the people who are doing that regularly that's a perfectly acceptable cost to say i'm going to spend 8 quid to download a movie that I can then watch on that flight and it's also the more recent content as well mm. which you would have had to see at the cinema and i suspect the vast majority of people who are netflix subscribers don't stop going to the cinema and that's where they see the recent stuff for some of the regular travellers who might be a bit more time poor maybe that's how they consume it you know that's just one to think about can
2: i tell you what i did recently as i was on the train to scotland and it was a four-hour journey. Um, four-hour journey? Four hours, 20, I think. Didn't, four think didn't think of flying? No, I wanted to go on the train. Um, just cause <laughs> it's not, Sometimes normally, you're
0: just deliberately contrarian. <laughs> normally, normally I do a lot Sometimes. of work. It's a good
2: opportunity to think, make some notes, right? Because flying is actually quite annoying. Just flying from London to Edinburgh, it's an hour flight. But it's four hours worth of nonsense. Get to the airport security, blah, blah, blah. Tell Wait. us about what you Anyway, right. So what I was doing in King's Cross Station, you know, that's where I departed from, I thought, you know, what? I'll try this Mr. Robot thing. And for memory serves, I downloaded the first one, watched that, fine. Then I thought, you know what, I'll just, I haven't downloaded the second one, but I wonder what the streaming will be like. It'll probably be rubbish. And this is me using three. The network. The three network three in the three UK. In the yep. UK. And I have unlimited download data on that tariff. And I was astonished that all of a sudden I was able to start watching Mr. Robot, right? The, the second episode. And the train was getting faster and faster and faster. It didn't stop at all. The, Not even at the stations. No. No, no, no. Sorry. The, okay, the train the train stopped, but the signal didn't or was right. The signal was going up and down. But the the,
1: the stream. Uh, the stream didn't stop. So I think this is actually a really important point the kind of 4G networks have almost crept up on us without realizing that they offer speeds that offer multiples more than you actually need to stream Mm. video. And so the possibility to buffer ahead is much stronger than it used to be. And actually it becomes much more about having the smartness in the software and it recognizing that maybe you're on a connection that isn't stable all the time and so buffer more ahead. So I think what Netflix and others will seek to do is guarantee that experience by being clever about how much and what it's buffering and trying to be predictive. And actually Netflix are already doing this in the household, whereby they're actually making it possible to start a stream, what is perceived to be instantly. And the way they've done that is actually by It's actually buffering the first 30 seconds of the things that you're most likely to watch. That's amazing.
2: I'd love to know what it actually thinks I'm most likely to watch. That probably helped me. (laughs) Children's children's TV, based on what you were telling yourself. Mr. Dumble strictly anything that needs wine.
1: (laughs) That's the Netflix recommendation technology having kind of a use that has an impact on experience, not just telling you something. Mm. And so those software tricks maybe get around this download issue for a lot of the cases and i appreciate that it's not ubiquitous or anything connectivity but it is getting better all the time
0: okay so we are super super tight for time we haven't got much time for a smartest home challenge update this week so very very quickly little soundbite and we'll talk about it more next season oh, i'm still i'm still next thinking season, about
2: it I, I really want to see more recommendations from the listeners because i've been doing tons and tons of research I haven't committed to a platform yet. Okay, so you're stalling.
1: Ralph Lanford? So I've actually been quite scared by just how complex this uh, Smarter Home challenge is because there's lots of nice products out there, but they don't actually work all that well together. Mm. Like you and I have been doing a bit of research, and I've actually settled on Samsung sort of SmartThings, which I mentioned in an Ooh, earlier episode. Interesting. The reason for that is... You enjoy disappointment?
0: Yes. Well... He couldn't it, find Windows, I, I, he couldn't I, find
1: a Microsoft I, I think, alternative. Uh, the smart home in general is going to be a bit disappointing. Do you
0: remember how I told you about the software on my Samsung television?
1: Yes, well, Samsung recently acquired smart things, so actually they've been independent. They haven't had time to ruin it uh, yet. That, that's a slightly <laughs> negative way of looking at it, Ben. <laughs> but it's actually quite open in the attitude it takes to standards and you can do things like install your own smart apps in your kind of smart home things. And so it was as much the openness and the ability to then fiddle with it and start having things work together that made it appeal to me. And actually the Version 2 of the hub recently came out in the UK. It supports Bluetooth, it supports ZerbWave, and it supports Zigbee, which covers most of the major Mm. standards. And it's something I know will allow me to start tying together some of the technology I already have in the home.
0: So I had a plan. I had a very good plan that I was keen on, and I'd made some decisions, and then Google ruined it. Nest version 3 has come to the UK with an expanded set of features, including mm. managing hot water and right. special control for boilers that of uh, a European variant and all this sort of stuff. And I don't know for certain, but it looks very much like the new version addresses the things that meant I couldn't use it before, because of course I've got a slightly odd heating system in my house. The underfloor heating system is well, it's right, yeah. water it runs on hot water, so it was, was slightly more complicated. And I think I think this is going to solve it. So that's everything's gone back now into the pot to see uh, whether or not I can make that
1: work. Okay. I find it interesting that you're kind of basing the original decision around um, the heating and the kind of hot water thing, and that's yeah. then going to become how you build out from there. Because I, I looked at that and actually I decided that wasn't how I wanted to build out the smart yeah. home. I, I think
0: it's also based on the thing that I want most. So and that's interesting. What is that you want most? So um,
1: the thing that frustrates
0: me most in the home is controlling the temperature yeah. so we've got a nice you know underfloor heating system which is very nice but it takes a long time to heat up and it takes a long time to cool down and i've programmed the system so that it comes on in the small hours of the morning and it's warm by breakfast time but you know it's the kind of problem that the technologist in me looks at it and says a computer should be doing this for Do you have me. to
2: use bare feet for that then to get value from it
0: i literally go around my house actually lying on my stomach at all times just so to get value just it to Right, Rafe, we should crack on and finish up talking about video and we're gonna have a look at what's coming down the tracks and at the risk of being slightly
1: UK centric. Nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Don't Every, apologize. Everybody
0: wants to be British, really. Yep. Even even people who aren't. Sky <laughs> Q, tell us about SkyQ.
1: It's a much more flexible system from the sort of big satellite broadcaster here in the UK. And the idea is essentially to be able to watch your sky content in any room, any TV, any device, anywhere. Well, wait a minute, isn't this just a new box? I mean, have a look at it, it's just a new set-top box, isn't it? It is a new set-top box, and that's at the heart of the system. And essentially, it then allows you to take content that's sitting on that box or is accessed through that box and watch it on any screen in your house. But I think the bit that's interesting, perhaps, for us is also anywhere on a mobile device. And so some of the constraints that we've been talking about kind of disappear with this system and they're using some you know clever technology, To do it, you can see lots of the cues coming from elsewhere. So there's a new controller that has a touch surface on it that reminds me very much of the Mm -hmm. Apple TV, but obviously developed in parallel. The thing that confuses me about this is I can see it's going to be a
0: mid, sort of an interim step for mass consumers. I'm sort of surprised that they haven't just moved to full-on streaming because what they're doing is they're making the DVR and the set-top box, the hub, and they're allowing you to buy, like, smaller set-top boxes to go around your house, and they can all share that content on the hub. Actually, they've done something really clever there. It has its own wireless mesh network, mm-hmm. but it also uses PowerLine oh, that as well, smart. and it will mix those signals in whichever it needs to
2: to do the best mesh. So there's some really clever stuff in there, but it seems to be... Does that some... mean you can't use your own PowerLine?
1: Because I use that a lot, you see. Oh, I don't know. You mm-hmm. can, I believe. It's okay. sort of... Um... It's multi, yeah, multi- and that's yeah. why it's got everything. It's trying to make the experience and the setup dead simple good so it just works.
0: That's great. But I'm slightly surprised that they're not just saying, here's an account, here's apps for every single thing you own already, you know, all your tablets, here's a bunch of set-top boxes that plug in, like the now TVs yeah. that you were talking about, you know, £20 or I mean, what's the cheapest you could buy a Chromecast for? Fifteen pounds yeah, or something when like it was on the sale or whatever? So I th-
1: I think it comes back to the experience we were talking earlier about the kind of the pain involved in downloading And also there is kind of a bandwidth crunch here. We made the assumption on streaming that everyone has access to good connectivity. And that certainly isn't the case. We've heard that from our listeners before in rural areas and places like that. But also I think there's still that ability to just pick up and watch TV that's being broadcast. And a lot of people do like that ability to just sit back and channel hop. And so I think this hybrid approach, and we've talked about this before, kind of hybrid or mixed mode systems seem to be the thing that appeal most because it allows consumers to use it in whichever way they want. And it takes away as many constraints as possible. Now, I'm sure some people in this system will use some sort of UN style, basically on demand as much as possible without using much of the broadcast technology. Mm. But, you know, we talk about the importance of streaming and, you know, you can talk about the stats around there being 700 million minutes per week. viewing. Good right fact there. In the UK, and we talked about Netflix earlier. Actually, it's still in the minority by a long, long way compared to broadcast. I mean, depending on the figures you look at, it's sort of 95, 5%. You've just got to remember that broadcast is a much more efficient way to get the data into people's homes and that's going to remain the case for a while. And you know, mm-hmm. even when you do have the capacity to do it, it doesn't mean it's the best way to do it.
0: I was looking at the Apple TV and I was thinking, because it's not unique, but the Apple TV lets you type in the name of a show mm-hmm. and it will show you all the places that you can get that show from. And so all, all the service providers. That's very, them, very smart. And, and what it means is that you're no longer, my frustration at the moment is you have to know which provider provides the content then you have to go to that box or that app
2: my wife and I we're we're like encyclopedias walking encyclopedias at the minute because my child will say I want to watch blah okay what is that on Amazon and then no condition to go no no it's on Apple and of course the problem
0: is that some of that content is in lots of places and you have to remember the one where it's either best or cheapest you access
2: Netflix via the Apple TV but you can also get to Netflix via the Apple, the Amazon, oh, it's just a so neighbor. Th- so
1: that discovery issue is actually one that Sky solves pretty effectively because it just gives you a search box and works across all of those things. But of course, Sky only lets you look
0: at their content catalog. It doesn't give you access to Netflix or Amazon or anyone like that, does it?
1: No it's true but I mean the search will work across BBC ITV E4 and those kind of things so It works for all the channels that they've deal. got on their platform and it's it's a bit like the Apple TV in, in that respect the difference I was trying to make there was that being able to search
0: across a programme guide of broadcast television is quite normal now yes. but being able to search across a catalogue of recorded content that has sort of more, like more metadata that. and history yeah, yeah. and and it is possible but one of the issues that's come out recently is It's very well allowing all these apps effectively to surface their program guide and, and the pricing data so that mm. you can say, Who can show me I don't know, Doctor Who, yep. for example? And you can get it from BBC iPlayer, you can buy it through iTunes, you can probably extreme watch it, it from Amazon or yeah, whatever. Yeah. From Amazon. But then the, the challenge was, Well, now how are you going to do recommendations? Because that's actually where the value is normally yes. in terms of either curated lists or or recommendations. And I'm kind of surprised that none of the platforms are actually allowing content providers to surface recommendations in the same way it's they surface content
1: it's interesting we should probably also touch on the fact that all of those require you to buy maybe as a one-off and actually part of the attraction of services like sky and, and netflix is you pay one monthly subscription and kind of get an all-you-can-eat model yeah. and i think for a lot of people that's actually you know, part of the appeal yeah and i
0: can't remember the last time there was a piece of content i wanted to buy because i'm going to watch a film once unless i'm paying to see it very very early, and then I do that grudgingly and rarely. You know, I know people with walls of DVDs from back in the day. You know, Look at my DVD collection. I say, well, what a horrendous waste because you you know. Yeah, exactly. How many of those do you love enough to watch? Would you pay movies?
2: extra to watch cinema releases? now? because I would pay. I just I don't have the time to go. You see, Probably. so all they're doing is irritating me substantially because I happily give them the money, but I'm not going to be able to. So I'll need to give them the money later on when it comes available.
0: Okay. uh, One last thing before we wrap up and we're we're running out of time. Piracy. Right now, the best way to get access to high quality ad-free shows from anywhere in the world, from whichever provider you want, is people who BitTorrent it. And I don't have the technical know-how or the the risk appetite to do that. But actually, it's still very telling that getting a really good quality service actually requires that you steal the content. And I know many people who do that not because they don't want to pay for the content. They would willingly pay for the content. But the nonsense of licensing and subscriber rights and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it's too much of a pain. You can't this is do the, it. the
2: underlying problem with everything to do with video in particular. And it was an issue a little while ago, I think, with, with music. Although I think, you know, I don't, I don't know many of my friends that would illegally or, or pirate music Nowadays, I don't really think that's a thing.
0: But very rarely, art releases region locked or anything like that. Yeah. Generally, if an album comes out, you can get it
2: globally, it is. stream it, or you can download it, pay Pop- for it. A, a popular like Adele, I mean, you know, yeah, her a, latest a, one.
0: A, now, I mean, she hasn't released it on streaming services. But if you think about services, things that do come up through streaming or through iTunes, they're generally available worldwide on the same day. And yeah. that's not the same with TV content, which is odd. It makes me think actually that the people who've got the real power here are the people who make this stuff. Because now they can stream it themselves and sell it to you themselves directly much more easily. Yeah, why would they bother with the middleman? Exactly. And so actually...
2: I think we're beginning to see that.
0: Yeah, and and maybe the CBS deal we talked about earlier actually is
2: the way forward. That's a good example. Yeah.
0: Every organisation is going to need to get good quickly at doing streaming.
2: Or have a really good relationship with Netflix or Amazon. Because that's the brilliant thing. Well, for the Star Trek stuff, I'm not worried because I'm British. I.e., We don't have to worry about CBS. I presume that they won't make us subscribe to that if we want to watch it they'll probably just license it to Amazon well, or
0: it's, Netflix it's, if CBS follows the likes of Hulu and things like that you wouldn't be able to anyway the, well, the-
2: that's the point and I was assuming they would block me from watching it in America yeah. and they would block me also from paying for it yes or go I'll just wait until they they'll probably they would want to sell it to someone internationally right Sky probably with the rights yeah, with no, the, rights, the, point, the money to buy
0: the rights yeah. okay we should wrap up Indeed. Um, we should say some quick thank yous thank you to Emma Krauss for editorial assistance and thank you to Mark from audiowrangler.co.uk who edits these episodes thank you very much for all your comments and feedback on the website at 361podcast.com we're on Twitter at 361podcast we're on Facebook but don't encourage them and uh, we will be back next week so we will see you soon bye bye